Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Jason Collins, alongside, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to say my name. Brittany <laughs> Jones, myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins. Everybody know you are by now. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Never Had So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K-Walk and Jay? <laughs> all is well, all is well. Everything's good. Should be a good show tonight. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. See what happens Ryan. when you take a week off, Britt? I know, I know. I forget the whole daggone intro. What am I supposed to say? I, I forgot. I mean, you could, everybody, I, I mean, we, we could see my name at the bottom, right? Can I do my Beyonce moment? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the queen bee. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Hey, go with it. Beehive, don't, go don't come it. at me. Don't come at me. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that one. Right. They'd be like, wait, what? Who are you? <laughs> copyrighted <laughs> right <laughs> all right guys you ready to talk some sports let's, let's do, do it. it let's get into it all right let's get into it everybody we done had so much breaking news we came in having a, a certain type of show we had specific topics to talk about but it's the nfl offseason so that means breaking news day after day after day that is right k walk we just got to just throw it out the window. <laughs> what are we going to start with? <laughs> We're going to start with, in my opinion, the biggest news of the day. Well, to me, um, quarterback Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We have been waiting, seems like, for two years now <laughs> for yeah. them to figure out what they're going to do in this NFL offseason. But it comes to find out that the Baltimore Ravens have decided to franchise tag the non-exclusive tag. Um, give the non-exclusive tag to Lamar Jackson, which allows Lamar Jackson to then negotiate with other teams to try to figure out a deal. If that arises, then the Baltimore Ravens can match it. If they don't match it, then they get two first-round draft picks from that that team that gave him the offer. That seemed like that was a lot. Right, I guess it was two wheels versus so there you go. Do you guys think it was a great move for both sides to give Lamar Jackson the non-exclusive tag? K Walk, I'm gonna come to you first on this one. Yeah, I definitely agree with both sides of it. I mean, if you can't come to a deal by now, it just seems like a deal can't be done. It just that's what it seems like to me. I mean, we're coming to up almost two years. We're talking about trying to get this deal done uh, with Lamar Demetrius Jackson, and um, you know, I, I still understand why why um, the Ravens don't want to give him his deal. There's a reason why. There's a reason why they know it. We don't know it. So with that being said, you know, you give him the non-exclusive tag, which means that they're going to get, they just don't want him to walk. They want to give him something. I don't think Lamar is going to play on that tag, to be honest with you. He'll be, he'll be a fool to do so because it just shows so much disrespect towards <laughs> Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, if he did, uh, the Ravens have done so much. And, and, and if he mm-hmm. does that, man, he just, he's just making himself look ridiculous. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's a great move for both sides. I think both sides ultimately going to get what they want, which is, well, actually, I don't even know what the Ravens want, so I can't. I'm not even going to speak. I know, I know, uh, Lamar is going to get what he wants, and that's out of Baltimore to a, a city that's going to appreciate him. If they give up two first round picks, he's going to feel like they they truly uh, they generally want me here or there, whatever the case may be, uh, wherever that may be. So, with that being said, yeah, I think it's a great deal for both sides, and I and I really wish my man Lamar again, Demetrius Jackson, nothing but the best going forward, and I hope it's not in Baltimore. I really do. 
use the full blown government name, or I'm gonna say, you know what? Because your mama gave you that name. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what? Um, I agree. I do think it was good decision for both sides. Like you said, K Walker allows Lamar to go seek his deal. Um, to hopefully get the money that he wants, the contract that he's looking for. I know he's looking more on the upper echelon of contracts, closer to that Deshaun Watson. Um, and then it gives Baltimore time, you know, time to make a decision. I know most people are saying they had more than enough time, you know. Seriously. But right. it, it gives them even a little bit more time to figure out what they want to do because they can still offer him a contract as well to see if that's something um, he would like to take also so it's going to be an interesting thing and then if not they have two first round two first round draft picks from the other team so that is a lot to give up it is lamar jackson um he's the top tier quarterback in this league i personally think baltimore Ravens will be a daggone fool to let him go that's just my opinion um because there's really nobody else who you going to sign baker mayfield all those jimmy t fans out there but you're gonna go get jimmy g you know what let me make it easier go get carson wentz let's see how you fare with that one <laughs> let's, let's go see how well you do with that one let's see if some of your top tier guys on the team especially on the defensive side of the ball want to stay if you go get a carson wentz because i heard he's not the favorite in the locker room a lot of times uh still some talent but mentally he's just gone so it gives both it gives both sides time. That's what I'm going to say. It gives both sides time. And then also Lamar can see what he's worth, his value is out there, um, what his market is right now. So, but Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are I think Lamar has played his last game as a Raven. I don't think he's ever going to mm-hmm. play another game as a Raven. Uh, and K-Walk, I'm with you. I don't understand what, what's going on. And, and you're right, Britt. You mentioned we've been talking about this for two years and K-Walk, we always like to use the relationship analogy yeah. when we talk yeah. about this, right? They, they're willing to date Lamar, but they're not willing to marry him. But to me, at this point, if I'm Lamar, I'm like, look, if you don't really love me, just let me go. You know, don't keep don't – Love me and leave me on, alone. Right? Let me go. Don't keep giving me a gift, a little something here, a little something mm-hmm. there to keep me hanging around. Just let me go. And you're right, K-Walk. I felt like that non-exclusive tag, that was a slap in the face. I mean, Mm -hmm. if he plays on that, that's $32 million a year, which obviously to to the normal man, that's a ton of money. But that's less than Geno Smith, less than Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel Jones. Like, he can't play on that tag. I mean, Mm -hmm. and and look, if I'm a team that's interested in Lamar, I'm willing to give up two (laughs) first-round picks for him. I mean, why not? Like, if you think Lamar is the guy, if you think Lamar is really yeah. that good, giving up two first round picks, to me, that seems like a no brainer. Uh, I mean, draft mm-hmm. picks, you never know how they're going to pan out anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. to get a guy who's proven, who's been consistent, putting up the numbers, if you, if you like Lamar Jackson, this is a great opportunity to jump mm-hmm. on him. But no, man, I, I don't think he plays for the Ravens ever again. They have shown him time and time again how they really feel about him. It's mm-hmm. time for him to get out of there, man. Seriously, seriously. I just, I'm going to be honest. I just I don't see, and I could be wrong, I just don't see Baltimore winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. So I Me think either. Lamar Lamar should just try to find that deal, get out of there, not play on this tag. Because you, like you basically you gave them their opportunity this past yeah. season. You 
God said, okay, I'm going to just come in and I'm going to play. He shouldn't have played last year, but he was like, I'm going to show you what I got. Unfortunately, he did get hurt, although towards the beginning of the season, he was playing great. Got hurt. Right? And then he got hurt. <laughs> and that then went in here. We had the same spot we were last season with the Baltimore Ravens and this GM and this situation. So, But like we said, or like you guys said yeah. earlier in the season, they just don't value quarterbacks the way that other teams do. Um, and we've seen that over the course of many, many years. So they got this thing of we could get uh, just the average type of quarterback, get a great defense, and go to the Super Bowl. So to their I, to their I defense, it happening. Yeah, and to their defense, no pun intended, they have won two Super Bowls with below average quarterbacks or average mm-hmm. to below average quarterbacks. Yeah. Look at 2000, they won with Trent Dilfer. Yep. Look at 2012, they won with Joe Flacco. So yeah. in their defense, I understand mm-hmm. that. But when you have someone in, with the talent and, and yeah. uh, the God-given ability of Lamar Jackson, regardless mm-hmm. of what you did in the past, this is what you have now. You don't let that go, man. I just don't understand and what they're asking for I mean, what they're looking for. And I just don't see them. You, you keep saying, Britt, that, you know, that gives them time, gives them time to work out something. I don't, I think time has passed. I think that deadline is, is come and is gone. I don't think there's any salvage in this for either side, especially Lamar. Oh, no, no, Lamar's no. Like, I, I don't think it's time to salvage it with Lamar. I think it's just time to figure out what they want to do. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Where exactly. they was like, you know what, we'll give you this contract or it's, uh we'll do something else i just just whatever i don't know what they're trying to do to be honest with you if we're being quite frank they just took five thousand years of my life trying to figure this out just have a flat out answer we ain't got time for i want to know what they're i want to know what's on the table and how far apart they are really yeah. that's what i really want to know yeah that's a good <laughs> question k wall because we see that we see guys like daniel jones getting 40 million dollars yeah. a year now right so what is lamar asking for Mm-hmm. 45 50 like what is that number that the ravens aren't willing to kind of meet him there right. and to your point k walk you're right they won some super bowls with below average quarterbacks but i think where they might be stuck is the league is different now than yeah, it was in 2000 yeah. even what it was in 2012 just 10 yep. years later the league is completely different i'm not sure you can get it done anymore with a below average guy and just relying on your defense so they might be living in the past a little bit too much on this one but you're right can walk i would love to know what that number is that lamar is asking for and and kind of where the ravens are as well because that'll tell you exactly how they see him do they see him as a geno smith do they see him as a daniel jones Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that might be the kind of money they're offering and Obviously, if you're Lamar, you're not going to take that. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing. Um, it was a big thing about him going home because he's from Georgia, right? Atlanta. And Is Lamar from Atlanta? Yeah, maybe. I, I thought don't he know. was from, from he, he somewhere could be. in Georgia. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think he is. But the Falcons just bowed out. Yeah, they bowed out. I know they had some conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And I know the Falcons can use him as a quarterback. I mean, unless they really believe in Desmond Ritter. Um Maybe, maybe not. I'm not exactly sure. It's a possibility. But what caused them to say, nah, I don't think so? Is is his asking price that high? So that t- shows you a lot because the Falcons have over 60-something million dollars in cap space. So they can afford them. Yeah. Plus get some other free. They have way a whole bunch of money to be able to afford them. So it's, it's but it's going to come out within the next so many actually probably next so many days <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know, especially with free agency starting next week so we're definitely going to find out and this is going to tell us a whole lot of what other teams think about him 
as well as the Ravens. So it's all going to come out sooner, sooner rather than later. Just one more thing on this, Britt. I, I know we got to move on, but I think part of the problem too is the quarterback market has just gotten out of control, right? Like when guys like Daniel Jones, who put a couple of nice games together at the end of the year before the playoffs, is getting paid $40 million a year, it just throws the whole thing out of whack. Because yeah. now Lamar's looking at him saying, well, I'm way more productive than he, than he is, right? MVP. So the, the whole quarterback market yeah. is just turned upside down right now. Yeah. But speaking yeah, of that, sure. since I was going to go somewhere else, but since Jay mentioned it, <laughs> might as well flow right into that conversation. The Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones, as Jay just mentioned, agreed to a four-year, $160 million deal with $35 million more in upside if he meets certain milestones or goals. Ooh. <laughs> which push, which puts him up there with the actually his base salary puts him up there with the Dak Prescotts <clears throat> and the Matthew Staffords. If you include that thirty five million, that puts him up with the Patrick Mahomes and probably a little bit higher than that. Did the Giants pay too much for quarterback Daniel Jones? K. Walk, I'm gonna come to you first on this. Not a, you know what. I, I always said, you know, if, if it's the if it was the league pay, paying these guys and they're getting paid way too much money mm -hmm. and they're not worth the amount, the amount of money that they're getting paid now if the giants see fit to say listen this is what the, we can afford this is what we're willing to give you then i would say no they're not they're not overpaying them but if you look at it from a performance standpoint you mentioned mahomes you mentioned rogers um you know those guys in the top tier pat dak prescott this guy what the what has he done to deserve this man he hasn't mm -hmm. he won one playoff game and that was against the Minnesota Vikings, who we don't know what we're going to get with the Minnesota Vikings. And then the following week, you just lay an egg against the uh, the Dallas, I mean the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's just like you know you don't even get a a, a touchdown. You don't you look uh, um, so pale in comparison to what you looked like the previous week. Um, to be honest with you, so no to, uh, to answer your question. I mean yes to, to answer your question, they overpaid for him. And, and and these Giants fans are loving it. Um, and, and you know what, Giants fans, if you're listening right now, stop being, you know, stop it, stop it. Because when they drafted this guy, I think when they drafted him seventh, you guys were ready to just just, just rush, rush the Giants headquarters and and just and then get rid of the uh, the GM and the head coach who made that deal. Now you guys are so gun ho. Oh, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, he's our guy. Stop it, Daniel Jones is not the guy. He's not forty million. Um, He's not $40 million a guy, man, in my opinion, man. It's just and, – and Lamar is like, you know, he's salivating right now. Lamar is salivating because of this. And I can only imagine if these guys are getting this amount of money, I can't imagine what uh, – I can only imagine what Lamar is going to get. But to go back to the answer to your question, yes, the Giants overpaid for uh, for uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones got 40. Not only Lamar, Jalen Hurts just – he didn't win it, but he just went to the Super Bowl. So I know he's sitting back like <laughs> – <laughs> Johnny, it's just time to bring that Brinks, Brinks truck up uh, up on front of my driveway. Like, ridiculous, man. what the heck? This is getting, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Do you I, think you know, the Giants paid too much? I kind of agree with Kate Walk. Like, I mean, to us from the outside looking in, it feels like too much. But I mean, if the Giants feel like this is their guy, then then that's what the market is. But I feel like they're paying Daniel Jones like on future projection projections, like what they think mm -hmm. he's going to be and not clearly it's not what he's done <laughs> up to this point, but maybe right. they think they saw enough that 
the next two, three, four, five years, this guy's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And they're paying him now, hoping that he's going to live up to that in the future. Uh, for me, it's a little too much. I remember a couple weeks ago when the rumors were out that Daniel Jones was going to be asking for like 35 to 40. We, we all kind of laughed at that, like that's not happening. And just a couple weeks later, it's happened. So maybe they see something in this guy that we, we haven't seen yet. And I think it, it's more that they're hoping that he becomes a $40 million man than the fact that he's, that he's earned the right to make $40 million a year. Oh, it's time. I got to answer this question, right? I, I really have to answer this question. Um, you I asked. They paid him too much. They, of course they paid him too much. And I get it. I understand the, the, the quarterback, the market at this time. Um, I feel like it's about every like everything else in this world. Everything is just inflated. This is just the inflated yeah. market right now. Um, because, no, no I, disrespect. I'm, I always want to say no disrespect. But let's be real. He's not better. To me, he's not better than Dak Prescott. And y'all know I'm not a huge fan of Dak Prescott. I like Dak Prescott, but he's a cowboy. So you see, you know how I look at him. Um, I don't think he's better than Matthew Stafford. So if he gets up to that 35, the 160 plus the 35, you're talking about almost 50 million a year on average. Like, so you're putting him above the Patrick Mahomes and anybody else who just got paid big dollars. Come on. I don't even think he's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. You know, so they paid way too much for him. And that's just going to mess up everybody else. And maybe that was, maybe the Ravens heard that. And they say, I'm sorry, Lamar, we can't pay you more than that. Because maybe they gave him an offer of 42, 43 coming in, maybe a little bit more. But like you guys alluded to, Lamar seen that and was like, oh, I know for sure I'm at least 10 million uh, more a year uh, on over Daniel Jones. So yes, I think they paid way too much for quarterback Daniel Jones. I just don't think he's worked that much. He has not done enough. He has not proved himself enough in this league to do that. And like K-Rock alluded to, Giants fans was was mad when they drafted him. Seriously. It's funny because Giants fans laughed at the Eagles when we got Jalen Hurts. Should we be laughing back now? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Um, we're going to move on because there was another quarterback that was announced earlier this week it's just quarterback central up in here i guess that's what the nfl is about so earlier earlier this week it was announced that quarterback geno smith comeback player of the year quarterback geno smith and the seattle seahawks have come to an agreement of a three-year 105 million dollar deal with 52 million dollar guaranteed I wish that was in my pockets. Do you think Seattle made a good decision in re-signing Geno Smith? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Look, I think they, they made a good decision to re-sign Geno, but mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I got to hold Geno kind of to the same standard that I did with everybody else <laughs> we talked about tonight. That feels like a little a little too much money for Geno, in my opinion. Third, we're talking thirty-five million a year. I think up to this point in Geno's career, I read that he's only made like seventeen or eighteen million dollars. Now he's really going to be making thirty-five a year. Look, I know he had a really good year. He, play, he played extremely mm -hmm. well, but I don't know. I was surprised when that number came out. Happy for Geno. I'm glad all these guys are getting paid. Absolutely, but. 
it, it feels a little rich for me. And and hopefully Gino can, you know, look, sometimes it takes guys just a little bit longer, highly touted coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. didn't work out right away. This is kind of a second act for him. So maybe now he's got it figured out and he's going to play really well going forward. But it's tough after just one one good year of football to kind of put thirty five million on the table like that. But like you said, Britt, with only fifty two million guaranteed, mm-hmm. I feel like Seattle. If it doesn't work out, at least they kind of have a way out with only a three year deal versus some of these other longer deals that we've seen. Um, I actually didn't have. I think it was a good decision. I don't actually have a problem with that contract for Geno Smith. Um, I think that's a pretty decent contract. Like you said, Jay, it's only $52 million guaranteed. Um, I felt like Daniel Jones should have been in that range. Uh, the way he played, the way Geno Smith played, I thought Geno Smith performed very well. He was way more accurate than Daniel Jones. Yeah. To me, he made more plays. Um, it's just unfortunate that Giants got to the playoffs. They lost in the first round, but they did get to the playoffs. Um, Seattle came close. They came close, right? No, no, they made it. They, to the yeah, they, they lost I'm to sorry. the 49ers, they, right? Yeah, First, they lost to the 49ers. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> a terrible team. I forgot about that. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, no, the 49ers are not a forgettable team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, they, they lost in the first round also. But it, I just think Geno Smith outperformed Daniel Jones, in my opinion, this year. So for Daniel Jones to get paid so much better i thought they would be around the same but i don't think it was a bad sign and plus it's only what three years yeah so they could get out a lot faster they're able yeah. to draft a quarterback um in this draft I, I do believe they have a top 10 pick this uh this year from a trade that they made um so i do believe they're set up for the long haul now that giants one we already talked about it but we all know how we feel but k what are your thoughts <laughs> Yeah, I agree with Jay. I both of you actually, uh, because of the fact of the matter, I think it's a team friendly deal, and I think it works out for Geno Smith as well. Because, like you said, Jay, it's a, a fifty. I think it's fifty-one, fifty to fifty-one million dollar uh, guaranteed, which he'll get. He'll get in the first year. So if he doesn't perform, and you know, the, the, the first year, and then or he performs okay, gets to the playoffs, then it's, that contract is warranted. If he doesn't, um, what have you, then they can move on from that. I'm pretty sure the back end of it is team friendly, but every I think everything works out for for both sides. I think it's a good fit. Gino was resurrected mm-hmm. by Pete Carroll and that and that Seattle organization. Yeah. It's what he wanted. He was like you mentioned, Jay. He was a, he was a traveler coming out. He was I mean when he was at West Virginia, good gracious, that yeah. he was serious. He was the real deal. Yeah. Um, but you know he was he got caught up in the wrong systems, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If you find the right system and the right quarterback, and then it'll it'll all work out. And I think that's what ultimately happened with Gino. Happened with Gino, and I think it's uh, it's very warranted. This is a contract that I absolutely have no problem with. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, like at least with Gino, you feel like he's paid his dues yeah, in the league, absolutely. right? He's had some bumps right. in the road. He's overcome mm-hmm. a bunch of obstacles. So you feel a little bit better about the fact that now he's getting paid, whereas some mm-hmm. of these other guys, it feels like the money's getting thrown at them a little bit too early. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had a better season than Russell Wilson. That's why I'm going to end it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. And I'm a Russell Wilson fan. Not Broncos this year. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to move on. We're going to go back um, to last week, actually, prior to the draft. Because I know on this show, we haven't really had the opportunity to speak on it. Um, but I want to talk about Georgia's defensive line and NFL draft prospect. He's the number one prospect in the draft uh, to go – potentially number one overall, whoever has that first pick. 
um, Jalen Carter. Um, he was released last week prior to the draft on a $4,000 bond after being charged with reckless driving and racing that actually caused two of his former classmates uh, to be killed in an accident. They were racing two different cars. Um, Jalen was able to attend the draft after being released. But my question to you guys is, do you think Jalen Carter, I have to make sure I say Carter because I have hurts in my mind always. <laughs> do Not like that. But do you think Jalen Carter <laughs> um, <laughs> falls out of the top five or the top 10? Okay, welcome. I'm going to come to you first. I think he will. Not because of what happened, though. I think what's going to happen is the, I think the Bears are looking to uh, to move back in the draft and, and give and, and, and uh, trade that number one pick uh, overall. I know that's their guy. That's who they want. I know they want Jalen, uh, um, Jalen, Justin uh, Fields uh, to be their guy. I think if they trade down, trade back, and because some of these quarterback hungry teams are calling them and said, listen, you know, what do you want for number one pick? What do you want for number one pick? You know, they'll give that up and um, they'll ultimately will fall back to wherever they fall back to, wherever they trade it. And Jalen Carter will still be there because of those, uh, because of those teams um, who are quarterback hungry, won't necessarily need that guy or want that guy because it's, it's not an, it's, it's not a need for them at that point. So I don't think it's because he'll fall back in the draft, not because of the situation. Um, like you mentioned, I know it was a serious situation. I, I believe you said his bond was $4,000. Is that correct? Yeah. To be honest with you, that's not a serious bond. And he was ready to go. I think he was in, and I think he was, um, he was, he went in, came out. I think with the whole process took like what, less than a half hour, I believe. So that just tells you that's, that that's not severe. Um, yeah. He played a part in it. Um, he wasn't the cause of it. He could have been, but they're not looking at it. It's just looking at it as a reckless, mm -hmm. uh, a reckless driving incident. But yeah, uh, again, I don't believe it's going to be because um, of this incident uh, that he falls back in the draft. I think he still stays within the top 10 though. <clears throat> uh, Jay, your thoughts. <clears throat> Yeah, first of I, you know, obviously it's a, a awful situation, right? Sure. We've got these two people losing their lives, and you know, but the, the charges I guess that they're putting on him are both misdemeanors, from what yeah, I understand. Exactly. Reckless driving, allegedly they they're out there racing, you know, and and it's really the result that's that's terrible because like I think back to when I was twenty years old and sometimes driving from State College back to New Jersey, like, and just being stupid and driving fast and just doing dumb stuff, you know? So I think everyone that's been young and dumb has probably driven faster than they needed to be driving. It's the result that is unfortunate. But I think with, with him, like everything else that you hear about this kid is that he's a, a good guy all yeah. around. Like this is mm -hmm. not somebody that has a reputation for getting into trouble or anything like that. I actually don't think, it's going to hurt him too much in the draft because all it really takes is one team to say, look, you know what? This guy's a phenomenal player. He's the number one guy on our board. If I can get him at four or five or six, it's still a great deal. So I, I think, look, obviously it's, he's going to learn his lesson from this. It's a, a terrible lesson to have to learn when people lose their lives, but you got to believe going forward. I mean, he, he's going to be, as good as you possibly can be. Um, so I think he's still going to get picked in the top 10. I think someone's going to grab him. It only takes one team and it's just unfortunate what had to happen, um, you know, in that whole situation, just really unfortunate. 
Yeah, it, it was very unfortunate. Um, you know, of course, I found out about it because of two former Georgia players are actually on the Eagles, Jordan Davis and Nicole Dean, and I followed them on Instagram, and I was like, well, what was going on? Um, here's, the, here's the thing about this. The timing that it came out made no sense to me. You know, this happened, what, January, December, January, something like that. It was, it was, it might have been late last year, if I can recall. Um, and it comes out right before the combine, um, right, you know, right as soon as the draft comes up. And understanding that it could potentially impact them. But because of what Jay alluded to, alluded to, it's heard that he is a good guy. He works mm-hmm. hard. Um, like Jay said, he was probably just being young and dumb. Um, so it was an accident on both sides. Um, it is unfortunate that we lost two young people who had a bright future. I know one of them was a football uh, part of the football team and the other was part of the football staff, I do believe. Um, I do think it did cause a little bit for him to fall maybe out of the top five just a little bit. And that's the reason why Chicago wants to potentially trade back. Um because they was going to go with them. But they, they, that number one pick was going to be Jalen Carter. I believe no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was their pick. Um, but at the same time, it helps the Chicago Bears. It may not help Jalen Carter. He's not going to lose much money. But he doesn't get the number one overall pick money. It's still all about the same, I do believe. Um, but at the same time, he'll learn from this. I do believe the interview part of the NFL Combine was the biggest part. My understanding was teams wanted to hear him speak on it. How, what is his feelings? You know, was this something that will ha- they'll have issues with? Um, and I don't think they got that vibe from him, So, which is a good thing. But as Kate Walk said, I do think the Bears will trade back because you're going to have a quarterback-hungry team that's going to look to jump up, and they still want to get their guy in Jalen Carter, plus potentially get an additional first-round pick or second-round pick in this year's draft or next year's draft depending on which pick it is so yeah i agree with you guys i think he'll be fine he's still going to be paid um and he's still going to be in my mind the number one prospect in the in the nfl draft so there you go all right guys we're gonna move on um i wanted to take your pick but before we do that i do want to talk about one thing in the nba because i know it's always this time of year the big conversation always comes up about who is the MVP. You know, we're not quite through the entire season, but we are almost through the entire regular season, which should end about, what, end of April, somewhere in that range. Um, so I want to know who is your top two, who are your top two NBA MVP candidates right now? Jay, I'm going to start with you on this one. Man, this is tough. Um it- it's tough. I mean, I think I think you got to think about the Joker, right? Jokic, is that how you pronounce his name out in Denver? Mm-hmm. He's played extremely well. He puts up great numbers. A lot of controversy around him sometimes, like whether he's deserving or not. But it's hard to argue with the fact that his team is winning and he has great numbers. So I think he's got to be a part of the conversation I, you know, I'm I'm a fan of Jason Tatum. I think sometimes in these conversations he gets overlooked. He's played extremely well, the leader of a Celtics team that is second in the East right now. Uh, the numbers that he puts up, you know, clutch buckets. Like I think he he does it all for Boston. So I think right now those two guys are probably my top two guys. 
Um, and then obviously there's some other guys that are, are nipping at their heels, but I'm going to go with the Joker and Tatum right now mm-hmm. as my top two. Good choices. K-Walk, who are your top two? Yeah. I think this is a two-man race, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it's, you have to look at Jokic as, as, my, as, as one of my guys here in the top ten. I mean, he's averaging a triple-double. I know he's, what, 20th in the league of scoring at 24.4. He's, uh, what, third in the league in uh, assists 10, and he's uh, 23rd in the league uh, in, in, in steals. And then you look at him mm-hmm. in rebounds, he's third in the league. So he's 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 definitely up there for me. The second guy is is a guy that's been you know, following him for the last – Say battling him, I should say, for the last couple of years, and that's Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel Embiid is averaging 33 points a game. You know, uh, he's second in the league. Uh, he's ninth in uh, in, in rebounds. Uh, you know, at, at uh, 10.2, four he, he averaged four assists and uh, one mm-hmm. and almost two blocks a game. And he, you know, both of them are on teams that are are, are right now very successful. Um, Jokic is as the number one. I think they're the number. They're not think they're the number one team in the uh, in the uh, the West. They're the number two team overall as far as records goes in the entire mm-hmm. league behind uh, behind uh, Milwaukee. But Joel Embiid has these guys, meaning the Sixers, third in the West. I mean, third in the East uh, right now. So both of these guys are very valuable and they're playing solid basketball. So these two right now, um, not, nothing to take away with the guys that you mentioned, Jay, Jason Tatum, and and, and those guys. You know. Um, Luca and those guys, KD's back healthy, looking smooth, smooth as ice. But uh, right now, I, I I love Joel Embiid right now and, and, and Jokic uh, to be a one-two, uh, you know, one-two finish one-two, and and when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think for me, um, I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid and I'm gonna go with Giannis. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys know. I know the whole consensus is it's gonna be Jokic again because he's almost averaging a triple double, or he is averaging a triple double. Um, but I'm just a big believer in two-way players, and I've always said this from the beginning. You know, Jokic does not play defense, and I don't care what anybody says. Oh, he plays. He does not play defense. He's a liability on the defensive side. When Jokic plays against guys like Giannis, when Jokic plays against guys like Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis, he does not show up in those moments. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's in a good situation in Denver. Um, they surrounding him with fantastic players. Um Jamal Murray is no slouch. The problem with Jamal Murray is he's always injured, but that's a star. He's a star. Michael Porter Jr. can shoot fights out, but he's always injured. Um, They got Aaron Gordon, saying his name wrong, Aaron Gordon, um, who's a good quality role player. He's supposed to be a star. He probably would be on another team. He doesn't have to be on this team. You know, I respect Jokic. I always will. He could do it all the offensive side of the ball. But he doesn't show up when I need him to show up against certain teams. And that's usually against Giannis, Joel Embiid. He gets dominated. And a lot of times, don't get me wrong, the team would win, but his performance is not necessarily always the best. And on a defense, I keep going back to defense. Giannis and Joel are two of the best big men, uh, defensive big men in the entire league. Look at the game they played against each other. They were blocking each other's uh, shots and going at it. I think they both dropped between uh, 35 to 40 points that game, had multiple blocks, steals. So they really showed up. I respect Jokic. I think he's a likable guy, and I think that's why people vote for him. He's a talented guy. He will get you everything that you need for uh, offensive side. But if that's the case, how come Russell, Russell Westbrook didn't get it three straight times in a row? And I don't want to hear about the whole 
oh, he's numped their, their look at their record because last two years when they when he won MVP, what was Denver's record? I believe last year they were six. The year before, I can't remember what they were the year before, but I believe yeah, last year they were six. Joel and B was one or two or three. So I just think it's because he's more likable versus the other two guys. I, I don't know, guys. I'm gonna be honest. I just think that MVP is a little bit of a joke now. The way it gets voted for to me, you have Unintended. to watch the game. Who, who is dominating the game? Jokic does a lot of passing and all that. I don't care about advanced analytics. I never have. Look at this game and who who is the better player who is dominating the entire game. So those are my top two. Not to go off a little bit, but I went off. Gian, Giannis, may, my, Giannis may be out of the race after what he tried to pull off the other night, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a cheap rebound. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, but, here, but look at this, though. And I'm gonna shout out uh, uh, Kendrick Perkins because he 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 alluded to this uh, for the last so, several weeks, and I know a lot of people got on him about it. But during what January, December, January, I believe Jokic had about nine point eight assists or something like that, or rebounds. It was one of the two. So what he did during he focused on just the assists or rebounds, and he was scoring less. So. I mean that goes every to me. Everybody does it. I think KP is right. Kendrick Perkins, if you guys don't know, he's on ESPN. But I think he's right. You know, those players pay attention to their stats. Jokic understands. He may not say it, but he understands situations. He knows that will help him get the MVP, and it just looks good. It looks great. You know, somebody's averaging a triple double for the entire year. That looks amazing. But for him to win it year after year after year, so that means he's going to win it next year. Just give it to him next year too. If he wins it this year, give him to him next year. Because I guarantee you, first player in NBA history won four straight uh, MVPs. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they win a different way. You know, I they give it to guys two years in a row. They usually don't want to give it to somebody for a third year. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if they win another way. I, or, But I also wouldn't be surprised if he won it either. Because like right. you said, Britt, we really don't even know the criteria for how they vote on it anymore. Is it the mm-hmm. best player on the best team? Is it the best stats? Is mm-hmm. it your wins? Is it that you're dominant? Like, we don't really know. So who knows who's going to win the thing? And this does not mean, guys, whoever's watching, for all you Jokic fans, this does not mean I do not like Jokic. I love Jokic. I love how he plays the game. I just think there are more, there are other players out <clears> there that are more deserving of the award, and they have shown it year after year after year after year after year so that's all i'm saying all right guys let's move on <laughs> um we're gonna go back to what i said previously and we're gonna talk do take your pick but this is NFC, nfl free agents agency edition so i'm hoping you guys know these players because i didn't give it to them i didn't tell them the list of players i'm selecting and we're on the hot um, seat all right. right. And it's a lot of players in this NFL league, way more than the NBA or MLB or whatever else league we're going to talk about on this show. First one, take your pick, free agency. So who would you choose for your team? If you had the opportunity to sign any of these players, which one would you choose for your team? First one, the safety, Cincinnati, no, not Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati safety, uh, Jesse Bates. Or... Use the Eagle safety, CJ Garner Johnson. Take your pick. K Walk, I'm going to come to you first. I was hoping you didn't do that. Um, 
Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, you know what? I think I might go Gardner Johnson here. I think he's a little bit more versatile. I think he can play. Uh, he can play both uh, the slot. He can. Oh, he can play not both. He can play the slot. He can play corner. He can play a little safety as well. We can play that that hero back, if you will. I think Jay, you played that at Penn yes, State, and you there. So <laughs> it's kind of a hybrid type of guy. He can play pretty much any. I mean, uh, all, all over the place in the back end of it. So I'll go Gardner Johnson here. Um, I think. With me, I love Jesse Bates, but I think I'm also go with C.J. Gardner-Johnson just for all the reasons K-Walk said. He is very versatile, and I love his attitude. He has that Philly, New York. Let me say it. Let me put it out there. New York <laughs> yeah, type that's of attitude. Why he's a little questionable, though. A lot of guys don't yeah, like the way yeah, yeah. he plays on the field, though. I love I love that rugged, hard nose. I'm coming after you. I'm, not, I'm talking smack type of player. I love it. Um, he won't go too far. He knows he don't. He won't go overboard though. Um, but I'll I'll go with CJ Gardner Johnson. But Jay, who you have? Yeah, look, I don't know that I'd really want either one of these guys. <laughs> They're not really setting the world on fire for me. But I think I'm going to make it unanimous and agree with you guys. Uh, I'm not super familiar with either one of them, but I think the, the point made about versatility is what kind of puts it over the top for me. So I'll make it unanimous. Hey Jay, I don't I don't know too much about Bates either, so I went yeah. with the devil that you, that I know that right. as opposed I'm to the angel that I, with, that I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know to <laughs> I think Bates is more of a free type of safety, but he's not as versatile. Yeah. He doesn't come down in the slot, um, but you know he's he's good in that safety position. He, he's a a a great safety. Put it that way. All right, guys. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I got a list of them. Okay, we're gonna go with this one. Wide receiver. This might be too easy. Wide receiver, uh, DJ Chark, 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 Chark. I don't know how to say his name. DJ Chark from, you guys don't know him? I don't. Okay, what might know him? I don't know, him. I don't know this guy. The Jaguars. He played for the Jaguars. Oh, All right, okay. let me switch okay. it up. I'm switch it up. I'm switch it up. Okay. All right. Wide receiver, McCole Hartman. Okay. Okay. And Or wide receiver, Darius Slayton. Okay. Jam come to you first. <laughs> I'm going to take a McCole Hardman just because I, I I think he's got some explosiveness. He's got some big play potential. Very quick, very fast. In today's NFL, a guy like that can, can really be a difference maker. So I'm I'm going to take Hardman on this one. Okay, what? Well. Yeah, I'm gonna go Hardman too. I think Hardman can beat you uh, in different ways than than uh, Slayton can. I think Slayton's more of a guy who runs across the field, and I mean I, we all know that's. As receivers, we 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 hear that call that that route call. We love it because we know it's an mm-hmm. it's an easy way to beat, especially man to man. If it's zone, you just sit down. But Hardman can do a lot more than that. He can find the holes in his own. He can go deep and uh, and uh, you know on the outside and and the middle as well. And he can uh, take a, a small play, uh, you know, a short uh, a short route and, and turn it into a big play. So I'm going to take Hartman as well. Man, these must be some easy ones, but uh, I'm also going to go with McCole Hartman as well. I love his speed. Um, I love how he could open things up for other players. He showed it time and time again with the Chiefs. I like Darius Slayton as well. I just don't think he's as great as a receiver as as Hartman. That's all that is. He's a good route runner. Um, I just don't think he's able to open up the field like McCole Hartman is able to because he's not as fast. That's it. All right, let's switch it up. Let's go with two franchise guys. They just got franchised, but I just want to know who you would prefer, okay? Quarterback, 
Daniel Jones or quarterback Geno Smith. (laughs) 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 Quarterback Daniel Jones or quarterback Geno Smith. They're kind of on the same level. Okay, Walker, I'm coming to you first. I'm going. I'm going with Geno Smith, man. I'm going to go with Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith has a he's a stronger arm. Um, he's not as fast as Daniel Jones, but he is mobile enough. He's mobile enough to uh, to extend the play and to get you extra yards if the you know if the coverage is uh, is there. Um, so uh, I do like Geno. I mean, I love the way he what he did and um in seattle well i didn't love the way he did in seattle but i love the way he played when he's at seattle you know as a 49er fan we don't want to see that but um he showed signs of what he did uh, as we mentioned earlier in west virginia you know he has that arm strength he um he's able to get the ball out uh you know quickly um accurately as well daniel jones still has some uh i I think he still has some progressing to do Uh, we saw some signs that he he looked good but it was more mm-hmm. so Daniel Jones is more uh, of a runner than he is a passer. So I'm going to go with Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically going to say the same thing. Um, I'm going with Geno Smith also. Like you said, <clears throat> I didn't see the progress in the passing game just yet or the progression in the passing game just yet, improvement. Um, like K-Walk just alluded to, he's a runner. He's basically a running quarterback. Um, I know some be like, well, you're a Jalen Hurts fan, but he's improved and he showed that he's improved in that passing game. Stop that. Well, I know, I'm agreeing uh, with you. Uh, you did it. You did one of those. Mm, eh. No, 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 I'm agreeing with you. I got you, you. I got you, I got you. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean Daniel Jones can't get there. It's just that if you're a quarterback to me, you have to know how to throw the, throw the football and not just be able to run it. But, Jay, you looking up and down all around. I'm like, you might be going opposite right now. No, actually, what I was really thinking, I'm starting to think K-Walk, Britt has a crush on Jalen Hurts. She She's brought him up Wait three or four times tonight. She said earlier she couldn't stop thinking about him. A couple weeks ago, she said he was strong below. You remember that, K-Walk? So I'm starting to think that maybe there's something going on there. I'm I'm way too old for Jalen Hurts. I will rob the cradle. We're not doing that. I will go to jail. I'm not doing that. No, it's not like that. Y'all know I follow my Eagles every day, and I got to know what's going on. So, all right, that's all that's all right, about. All right, I'm sorry, we, we ain't bro. doing – don't do I'm that. So, I'm sorry. Bro. All right. Um, no. Right, I, you I, turn that fan on, that thing, that, your thing in the back blew up, blowing a little bit. You got a little hot. You got a little warm. You turn the fan up. Actually, that's heat because it's cold down here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Look, I... I, Sip my tea. Good. Sip that tea. I'm going to go with Gino. I I just feel like I trust him a little bit more. Uh, He's kind of been through the fire. He's come out on the other side. I just feel like I can trust him more. So I I really expect Gino to have a really good year this year. He's a guy that has put the work in. He's gotten better Mm -hmm. over time. So for me, this is an easy one. I'm going Gino here. I'm going to just shout out somebody who doesn't have a crush on Jalen. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, look, Jalen has, Jalen is, I'm a female. He's a very handsome young man, but keyword young man. He's too younger, too much younger for me. Okay. Um, but if I was 10 years younger, hey, hey, but out of respect, he has a girlfriend, guys. He has a girlfriend. Let's move on before this gets carried away. Someone, someone commented, "That's Jalen behind the curtain." <laughs> <laughs> That's Bob, isn't it? Bob? Yeah, I think that is. Uh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> 
They know what you're going to be behind the curtain. That is, that is not Jalen behind the curtain, guys. Do not listen to that. You know they know what you're going to be behind the they, curtain. That will go right uh, viral on this. That's yes, you know, Jalen and though. myself was in trouble. Good. No, that, that was, was awesome. a good one, though. That was a that good was one. Good. That was good. <laughs> Last one, guys, because I'm losing all types of focus over here. Uh, I think we know both these guys. One's a little older, one's always hurt. Two different positions, but I'm going to throw them out there. Linebacker Bobby Wagner or defensive end Jadavian Clowney. Clowney. All right. Jay, I'm going to come see you first on this one. Yeah, that's tough because I feel like both these guys are are past their prime. Um, Man, that's tough. I feel like I want to go with Clowney just because maybe he's got a few more splash plays in him. Like, I, obviously, he's not going to be an every down guy, but maybe if you can bring him in on third downs just to try to get after the quarterback, you might still be able to get something out of him. Whereas Wagner, I don't know. I feel like he's had a great career, but his better days are definitely up behind him already. So I'm going to take Clowney, but it's tough. Yeah, I think for me, um, I agree. This one is a little bit tougher. Um, I'm going to take Bobby Wagner. I think he still has a little bit left. He's not the same player, clear, clearly, but depends on what you're looking for. And I'm, I want the leader in my guy, in, in my locker room. I think he's a good leader. He'd be a good mentor for the younger guys um, to help bring them along. Jadavian Clowney, I just don't know sometimes if I could trust him. Uh, I don't know how good of a, a locker room guy he is, and he's always hurt. He never he yeah, cannot stay true. on the field. And because he doesn't necessarily have that leadership aspect to him, I gotta go with Bobby Wagner. If Jadavian Clowney had that leadership aspect, I think I will go with him because like you alluded to, I think he just has a couple more years, but he just can't stay on the field, and that's a major problem to me. Okay, well, who you got? Yeah, it just seems like yesterday, Javion Clowney, man, he made that hit when he uh, when he was at South Carolina and yeah. that guy's head helmet off. Just seemed like it was uh, so long. I mean, so just yesterday, but um, I'm I'm going to agree with you, Britt. I, I do like Bobby Wagner here, you know, right now because of the fact of the matters. I think he has a little bit more uh, left in the tank mm-hmm. because everything you guys mentioned or you Britt mentioned, Britt, that uh, that Clowney he tends to get hurt, and Jay, you alluded to it that he's ten- generally. Right now, a third down guy, a third down pass mm-hmm. rusher. I want a guy who can be on the on the field just a little bit longer than that. Bobby Wagner can still do that, not at the level that he used to do it mm-hmm. when he was with uh, Seattle. But I think he's still, I think he's he still has more in the tank, and he can get it done uh, a, a lot better than uh, than Clowney can. So I'm gonna go with Bobby Wagner. <clears throat> Ain't no for the heck of it. One more. I was going to end it there, but just just one more, just one more. I got another quarterback. Quarterback Jimmy G or quarterback. Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Let's go with Jay first. This is easy for me. I'm going Jimmy G. I I probably Mm -hmm. like Jimmy G more than maybe most people walking around, but Jimmy G's a winner. Like you could, people can say Mm -hmm. what they want about him, but when he's a starting quarterback, his teams win a lot of games. To me, Baker Mayfield has just been a mess. So I, I I don't even know that this one's really all that close, but I'm taking Jimmy Mm -hmm. G. Yeah, for me, I'm not a fan of either one of them, to be quite honest with you. But if I had to choose, I could see Baker Mayfield. He's one step of being from outside out the league, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, he had a little couple games, a good couple games with the Rams, or maybe that one incredible game he had with the Rams. So 
he seems like he has it in him, but he can't just, he just, he's not consistent enough for me. I got to go with Jimmy G because at least I see Jimmy G as being a good quality backup. Y'all know how I feel. I know people are, all right, he's a starter. Not in my eyes. He can be that starter if you need him to be, just not for a long period of time. I just think he had a lot of good success with the 49ers primary because of that dag on defense. Good Lord. Um, and we've seen it in a game against the, the the Packers the one year when the offense didn't really score. It was just the defense and special teams. Um, and that's how they won that playoff game. So I'm going to go with Jimmy G in this situation. Okay, well. Yeah, Jimmy G lost some sexy points with me when the whole situation in the <laughs> NFC Championship, when he had a chance to play in that game, yeah. he had a chance to suit mm-hmm. up and he decided, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, I, I don't know what who he was blaming or why he he went that route, but he lost again. He lost a lot of cool points with me. But with that being said, he didn't lose enough points from me to give him a game to put Baker Mayfield away. <laughs> so I'm still going to go with Jimmy G here. Yeah. Um, for I mean, if he can stay healthy, like Jay said, he is a winner. He's a proven winner. The numbers speak for themselves. He just has a tendency of getting hurt for whatever whatever reason, man. And it's always the same type of injury. That high ankle sprain for him is always that uh, that issue. I know he had that knee injury some time back, but um, he always he can never stay healthy for whatever reason. Baker Mayfield is always healthy, but he just can't get right. He just can't get right for whatever reason uh, mentally. So um, I'll, I'll take Jimmy G with all that being said. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. It's going to be an interesting free agency, guys. It starts next week. I believe next Wednesday is the 15th. I do not exactly know the time, but I'm assuming maybe about 2 or 3 in the afternoon. That's usually around the time it starts. Um, We're going to see people, or maybe it's 12 a.m. I can't. I'm not exactly sure. But we know nobody's supposed to speak to anybody prior to the start of free agency. But we know we always going to get players to sign on that dotted line that very first hour, which is very interesting. But y'all ain't hear it from me. But hey, right, guys, we're going to go into our break here. And when we come back, Jay is going to take over so we can have some more fun and, of course, talk some more sports because that's what we do. But you guys are listening to the Sideline Speaks right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. Guys, if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button, hit that subscribe, share it with your friends. We're we're really trying to grow that channel. Also, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts as well. So you can also listen to us there also. All right, guys, let's keep the uh, conversations going here. The uh, NFL Combine was this past weekend. A lot of talk about the quarterbacks, some established that we think will be really good players right away, some others that have a lot of potential, 
uh, that can kind of wow you in the workouts. I want to know who you think is the best prospect at quarterback coming out in this year's NFL draft. We got some really good candidates here, Britt, but which one do you think is the best prospect? Oh, man. Um, I mean, to me, it's not a bright young with C.J. Stroud. Um, I know a lot of people like Will Levis, and I actually heard Will Levis' name going uh, shooting up to the top of the quarterback board. I like C.J. Stroud. I like everything about C.J. Stroud. He has the arm. Um, he can read defense as well. At least that he showed that ability in college. He's very accurate. He's tough. He's a tough quarterback. Good size to him. Um, I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud. And then right behind him, um, I have to go in Bryce Young. Yeah, those are the two guys that definitely have the most production on the field without any question. Okay, Walt, who do you like? You know what, Jay? I, I'm not a fan of the underwear Olympics, man. But um, I, I do. Uh, I, coming in, I, it was the two guys that I, I mean, that Brittany mentioned: C.J. Stroud, uh, and well, three guys: uh, Will mm -hmm. Levis and um, and Bryce uh, Bryce Young as well. But this this young guy, man, that's, that's from coming from the University of Florida. He's just he's just coming out of nowhere, and not know out of nowhere. He was highly touted coming out. But right now he is taking over and he is dominating the under uh, the underwear Olympics, man. And I'm talking about Anthony Richardson, man. This guy is uh, what he's he's six four, uh, he's six four, two hundred forty four pounds. He's setting records um, with the vertical jump, uh, forty and a half inches for quarterbacks. This is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the broad jump at 10, 10 feet nine inches and a forty yard dash. He ran a four four three. At 6'4", 244 pounds, you're running a 4'4", 3. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I do like uh, I, I do like uh, like Anthony Richardson here right now. With all of those guys mentioned coming in, those were the big-name guys. But Anthony Richardson is not only – is closing that gap slowly but surely. And if he continues to perform the way he does – he's been doing and and you know and, and individual workouts and things of that nature he might be that number one guy on the board i wouldn't be surprised if he was okay man so k walk so you like you right now I'm, you I'm, have i got him I, no i i got cj stroud right now i got okay. cj stroud okay. with a close second anthony richardson okay so you've got richardson ahead of bryce young yes i do I is think the Bryce size an issue yes, for you exactly. with Bryce? Yes, I think he's too small, Jay. I just don't, I, you know, five, what is he, 5'11"? Uh, 5'10", like and some change. Five, yeah, 204 pounds. I, you know, Jay, it's not enough to get it done, man. That's like, uh, that's like Devontae Smith playing quarterback, man. One wrong hit, and you're just going to you're gonna be done. I mean, I just don't think he can, he can sustain the, uh, the uh, NFL career playing quarterback, man. I really don't. Yeah, and we've seen some of the other shorter quarterbacks like a Russell Wilson, even a Kyler Murray, but they're yeah. a little bit more stout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, he his frame is, is a little bit more lean. So I, I, yeah. I get kind of why Bryce Young, there could be some questions about him. I'm with you. I like C.J. Stroud, too. I mean, for me, I think I still have Bryce Young as my second guy just mm -hmm. because of the production. But yeah. I think if I'm picking C.J. Stroud, just feels like a, a safer pick. I think he can do all the things that yeah, Bryce Young sure. can do. Bryce is probably a little bit more elusive, um, but in terms of throwing the football, I think they're probably on par. So C.J. Stroud just feels like a safer pick to me. Um, but I, it's hard to overlook what Bryce did on the field. I mean, absolutely right. phenomenal mm -hmm. at Alabama, whereas Levis – 
and Anthony Richardson, their, their game tape doesn't necessarily hold up mm-hmm. to, to kind of what they look like in shorts and a T-shirt. So I got Stroud one, and then I probably have Bryce Young at number two. Um, so, okay, well, obviously you've got Richardson ahead of Levis. Levis has gotten a lot of – I mean, people are, are yeah. talking this guy up big time. How do you see him projecting? Like, is he going to be a good NFL quarterback or is he going to be a bust? No, I think he's going to be a good quarterback, Jay. He's has a, he's a strong arm. He can make all of those throws, man. And, and and he he knows he can make those throws. He's come out and said that, you know, I, I can make these throws. I'm going to make these throws. Um, I'm just not high on him. I don't know why I'm not high on him, Jay. I, I just, I'm just not as much as everyone else is. Um, I think maybe because Anthony Richardson has come out and shown what he can do from a physical standpoint. Um, then you got C.J. Stroud and, and, and Bryce Young in there as well. But I do like Will Levies. I just don't put it, I'm not putting him up there just yet. I think he'll be I think he'll be a serviceable quarterback day in the NFL. I can't see him being an elite quarterback, but a serviceable quarterback at, at best. Um if you look, if you have if I have to compare him to someone in the league right now, um Oh, that's a that's a good one, man. I don't want to give him the Bryce. I mean, the, the Baker Mayfield. I think he'll get he'll he's kind of like Baker Mayfield, but with the higher upside, with the, with the bigger upside for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got all the physical tools for sure. I mean, he was at yeah. Penn State before he went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He was a backup mm-hmm. to Sean Clifford. Yeah. Couldn't really get it on the field. Penn State was using him in a weird way, like as a running quarterback, wouldn't really let yeah. him throw the ball at all, which is kind of hard to believe given the arm that he has. I have a lot of questions about this guy, Britt. I'm yeah. not sure how good of a pro he's going to be. What, what What are your thoughts on Levis? You think he'll be a good pro? I think he'll be um, above average type of pro, in my opinion. Um kind of in the same boat as K-Walk. I don't know if I'll put him on a level of Baker Mayfield. I will give him – I'll put him a little bit above that. Um, I think he'll be a good yeah, quality – yeah, 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 you did say that. A little quality <laughs> – I think he'll be a quality starter in the, in the NFL. Um, who knows? With today's <laughs> NFL, is so different nowadays. He may shock you and get to the Super Bowl um, but because it's more of a team game. But I, I like Anthony Richardson better i I really do guys i i like this kid he makes his throws look so easy like the deep ball that he throws i was watching him at the nfl combine everything just looks so easy for him um man i know he still has more to work on like he has to work on his accuracy just a little bit better um but he was making these deep throws and they just bombing them but it looked like me throwing paper and sliding it across the table that's how easy he made it look i just think anthony richardson's upside is well above will let uh levis upside yeah i think anthony richardson because of all the physical gifts if he can get with the right team in the right system which really we could say that about any quarterback you've yep, got to right. be with the right system mm-hmm. but if he lands in the right system he could he could really be really really good he could be dynamic but if he gets caught somewhere that doesn't really play to his strengths, then again, I could see him not really getting a whole lot done at the next level either. So it's going to be interesting. It's, it's amazing how much it just really depends on where you go that can kind of decide how your career is going to go. Um, yeah, and Jay, and Jay, and we're, no matter where he goes, he has a tendency of holding on to the ball uh, a long time. Yeah. Yes. He has to get out of the habit of doing that. That's one of the knocks mm-hmm. on him. 
you know, as a Florida Gator fan, I saw that a lot, and I yelled at the TV. So I don't know how many countless times. Um, you know, get rid of the ball, let the ball go. So if he can get mm-hmm. if he can get rid of that, you know, like they say stop burping the baby, if you will, just in there patting the ball. <laughs> you know, then uh, you know, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, and we know at the next level, you can't stand back there and hold the ball. No. And Will Levis has had some of that same issue. I think he was sacked more than any quarterback in the SEC. Maybe he mm-hmm. took a lot of hits. So that's something both those guys probably really need to work on. Um, let me make a little bit of a left turn here, guys. We're, we're talking about quarterbacks, and I'm only asking you guys this question because a couple of weeks ago, I was just sitting at home watching TV. Phone rings. I answer it. It's one of my brothers. They're like, Jay, what's the hardest position to play in football? It was Aaron K. Walk. He was okay. having a discussion okay. with his, his boys, and his AC. boys were convinced <laughs> that they had the hardest position in football down. And I don't want to say it because I don't want to poison your opinion. Right. But he disagreed, and he was calling me to see if I disagreed as well. Uh-oh. So I'm like, man, what is the hardest position to actually play? So I said, let me throw it to you guys and see what you guys think. I mean, we're talking about quarterbacks. Is it a no-brainer? Mm-hmm. Is it the quarterback position, or is there some <clears throat> other spot on the field that's the hardest position to play? Mm-hmm. Britt, I think I'm going to come to you first, get your perspective on this. What do you think, Britt? What's the toughest uh, position in football to play? You would ask the person who didn't play football <laughs> first, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not easy. Uh, I don't think it's easy. You would think the quarterback, because they have to be able to read the defense, um, be able to, you know, read, you know, make ne- the necessary proper reads, sometimes have to um, uh, uh, make an alternative call. I forgot what it's called. Alternative call or pre-calls mm-hmm. or whatever. All, yeah, thank you. Audibles. Mm-hmm. They didn't make the pre-reads, post-reads. They didn't move in the pocket. It sounds like the quarterback because they got a lot of work. Um, but it depends on what I'm gonna say. What era are we playing? We're playing today's era. I'll be honest. I think it's on defense, and I'm gonna say the cornerback position. <laughs> and I know people are like, "What?" Out of everything else, I just think the way the NFL is, and sometimes even college, but primary the NFL, you can't touch these guys. They basically get free range. Every little tick tack touch is a cause a hold is some sort of penalty so they really have to be able to play hands-free like you're supposed to i guess um but as we know back in the day they used to hold grab do whatever try to be some sort of advantage um i've seen instances where the offensive player pushes off on the corners and there's no call to you know get themselves open to, to make that catch so I'm going to say any position in that secondary position, I think is really, really hard. And you have to be able to keep eyes on your guy as well as that quarterback, especially in today's league when you have more running quarterbacks than I think you've ever had in the history of the NFL. So you got to be real mindful. And then sometimes you got to come up, play the run, be able to blitz. So I just think you really have to be smart and be skillful, a lot more skillful, skillful back there than you had to in years past. Yeah, that's a good that's a good answer, Britt. And you were making a good case for the quarterback as well, right? Because of all the, the <laughs> mental aspect of it. And and I agree with you. I think now obviously the mental part, they've got to be on their game, physical gifts, be able to throw the football accurately. But almost the way that they've kind of taken the physical part of being a quarterback out of the game where you just can't touch them. 
when you really have no fear of being hit, like for real, I, I feel like it's made mm-hmm. that position a little bit easier over the years. I could be wrong about that. But K Walk, what say you, man? I'm I'm very interested to see where you're gonna go here. Yeah, I think it's the wide receiver position. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 nah, nah. Uh, you, I mean, you make a great point there, um, Britt, about the cornerback position. I I played that in high school. I played a little bit of it in uh, in junior college. Um, it is a tough position, um, but, you know, you can get away with some things, you know, if you're savvy enough. So I don't think it's that hard, uh, to be honest with you. But I'm going to go with the quarterback position. I actually mm-hmm. um, played quarterback one game in a bowl game in, in Lackawanna, my last game at Lackawanna, man. Um, our backup quarterback went down. He wasn't able to make the trip. Our, 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 our starting quarterback actually went down as well. So I had to start the second half. I tell you what, that's, that's a different animal, man. That is a different <laughs> animal. I mean, you got to know every single, every single person's position, every mm-hmm. single person's uh, responsibility. You got to know where they're going to be. You got to put them in situations. You got to read the defense. You got to, you got to, you know, if there's, if they're lined up, if you call a certain play, you got to line up and uh, you got to make an adjustment. You got to, you know, the audible, yeah. as I mentioned, uh, uh, Britt, um, you got to, you got to read that. You got to know where your protection is going to be. You got to know who's the hot read. I mean, you got to see so many different things. So to me, man, uh, and then not on, on top of that, that's just before that's before the snap even that takes place. Yeah. That's before the snap even takes place. So now you got to read the guys. Now you got to make the throw, if you know, make that throw, make that read. So I, to me, I can't see how anybody could think the quarterback, position is not the hardest position to play on the football field it, it, it's just a lot there and I mean, these guys don't get enough credit for it they get they get killed more than they get praised uh, for sure um but yeah quarterback position for me by far hey walk how'd you do as a qb in that game man what were your numbers like uh jay man i i was mostly bootlegging and running for my life man um i think i was i think i was two for four for like 14 yards and an interception jay so it was rough it was really rough and you know and i'm not to try to shoot my own horn but when you don't have a a, you know a receiver like me to 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 it makes it rough for you it makes it harder for you jay for real you know what it's like i i agree with you and i and i really do that's why i was mentioning them first it's just I just think today's era of football, it is it's a little slightly a smidget easier for them because you can't even touch the quarterback. Like if you touch a quarterback, and I'm talking about NFL game, NFL game. I didn't get to college or football. It's probably a little bit different there, but NFL game, if you just tap the quarterback wrong, then it's it's a flag. And it's just like it's that guys for me, it's just so frustrating. So that's why I want quarterback second. It's just a frustrating um, position just to watch and, you know, for in my for my opinion. So that's why I decided to go with the secondary. If not, I would have went with quarterback because I understood everything that you said. And it is a lot. That's a whole lot. It's a lot on the mental. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think, yeah, I mean, the quarterback, it's hard to argue that, especially kind of yeah. what you laid out, K-Walk. And just for the record, Aaron's kids, they said it was corner. They said the corner was the hardest position to play. And look, I get it from the standpoint of, you know, if you're playing man-to-man, whatever, the rules are kind of against you. But man-to-man defense isn't, like, when you're playing cover two, like, being a cover two corner is pretty easy. Cover three, like, there's a lot of other defenses Mm -hmm. where being a corner isn't really that hard. Yeah, when you have to line up and play man on somebody, okay. But I don't know. Um, 
I might be being a little biased here, guys, but I'm going to say it's like one of those inside safety positions. Now, <laughs> now, now, hear me out. Hear me out here, guys, because not only do you have to have the ability to cover, right? Sometimes you got to cover the slot. Mm -hmm. You got to play man to man. You got to play the deep zone. But to me, the thing that makes playing safety hard is you got to come downhill and tackle a 230-pound running back that's running at you full speed. So you you have to be able to not only be good enough to cover, but you got to be willing to tackle a 230-pound back. And that's just not easy to tackle somebody in open space like that. So I'm going to be biased and go with the safeties in the middle. I know most people would disagree with that 100%, but having lived it, it's not easy. What were you going to say, Britt? That's right. You know what, Jet? Well, I did say secondary, by the way, but whatever. But <laughs> does that count? Yeah, um, that but counts. you know what? You make a valid point because I was listening to an interview re recently with Brian Dawkins, um, and he he said that. He was like, people don't understand how difficult it is to play that safety position. He said, I had to come out. People, he was like, people just think I just like to smack people. And he did. He liked to hit people hard. But he was like, I had to cover the tight end. I had to cover, pick up and cover a receiver. Um, maybe we're playing a certain type of defense, you know. So you have to be versatile a lot of times in that safety position. It's like, and it's not hard. And then sometimes you got to be the, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? The, the, you know, watch the quarterback to see what they're doing. You know, be the blitz and you just got to, do so much as in that safety position. So I can't disagree with you there neither. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. I'm not saying, forget these defensive guys. Forget these. They got to react. They, gotta, they don't have to, they have to read or react. They don't have too much thinking to do there. Just go get the guy that has the ball. That's all you have to do. It's Isn't that cool. simple? It is. It was not. It ain't that simple. It, it, it is that simple. <laughs> Oh, if it's if it's you know what I'm I'm not even gonna say that. Never mind. I'm just gonna keep it to myself. Right, I'm gonna come right. at my own team. So let's good, move on. Good stuff there, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> let's talk about my Phoenix Suns a little bit. Let's shift gears here. Um, KD. No more back. than Nets. I had to Nets let them go, Britt. That's what you know. Sometimes you got to know when to walk away. You know, and um, my I mean, guy KD is left. killing it though. Yeah, he's playing good. He's playing good ball, but. My sons are undefeated since KD's been on the floor. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> what do you think, K Walt? I mean, are are they are they the I'm not even gonna say the favorite to win the championship. Do you see Phoenix coming out of the West? Let's start there. Yeah, I I, I did see them I do see them coming out of the I saw them coming out of the West as soon as that trade was made. Um, to be honest with you, I just think that's a perfect fit uh for everyone, you know, for uh for KD, for uh Devin Booker and uh uh, for Chris Paul and, uh, Deion and uh, DeAndre Aiken, uh, for sure, and then the other guys around them. I forget the one kid, the young kid. He's he, he just came off of injury. The left-handed guy, light skin guy. I can't think of his name. I know. Who um, yeah, I can't think of his Payne. name. He's Summer Payne. Yeah, is that his yes, name? Yeah, yes. 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 That guy mm -hmm. is going to be crucial. If he can stay healthy, that's what's going to put them over the top. Not just KD coming there, but if he can play the way that he's been, he's that he's capable of playing. That's going to be a, a tremendous uh, boost for yeah for the Suns. Um, I know you said undefeated. I know they're only three and zero, but hey, they're undefeated <laughs> no matter what the record is, right? Um, but yeah, I, I do see them coming out of the West, Jay, if they can all stay healthy, of course, um, and they can play. And I, I love the way that they played the other night, uh, the other day against uh, 
uh, against Dallas. Uh, that shows you what type of team that they are because they're going to face a team in order to beat a team uh, uh, to get to the championship. You have to beat a team that's capable of putting the points up that, that the Mavericks are, are definitely able to put up. Um, yeah, I, I like this team, Jay. I, I really do. And KD, uh, we, you and I text back and forth, and uh, and do our thread uh, is that you know that guy, man, it looked like he didn't miss a beat. Um, he was gone a month, I think it was, and he just came back and just picked up right where he left off, man. And, and I just knew that a change of scenery with those guys would be a tremendous boost, not only for KD but for the Suns. But yeah, to answer the question, I do see them coming out of the West for sure. Yeah, man, it's really silly how good KD looks at times, mm -hmm. just how easy he makes the game look yes. at times. Um, we, we got guys getting – I mean, it seems like everybody's scoring 30 in, in the NBA right now, but he does it so efficiently on 15 shots, 16 shots, where other guys are taking 25, 26, Serious. 27 <laughs> shots. So just the efficiency that he's playing with right now is absolutely off the chart. And his game, like, you feel like KD is a guy you can just put him on any team and his game will fit anywhere in the yeah. league. So they're going to have to be a little better on defense, I think, if they're going to win it all. Yeah. But yeah. I like what I've seen so far. But, Britt, what say you about my Phoenix Suns? Uh, well, first of all, are you talking about Cam Frank or Devin Booker? Cool. Uh, Cam, cool. Yeah. Pain. You said the light-skinned guy. Pain. It, it was pain. Oh, no. <laughs> I said Devin okay. Booker. No. The other guy. Oh. I think he comes up the best. The left yeah, hand. Left oh, hand. oh, okay. Yeah. Cam, Cam, Cameron yeah. Payne. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I just had to make sure. Um, yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, I still need to see more. I got to see more. But I do expect for them to come out of the West. Um, I really do. I mean, the last three games, I know they're 3 no guys, but they played the Hornets, the Bulls, and the toughest game was the Mavericks out of those three. So let me see them play, you know, a little bit more tougher competition than that. But I do think this was a good fit for KD. I love the fact that KD, like you guys say, is very efficient. He makes things look so easy. And he's one of the few stars in this league that could play off the ball. He does not need the ball to be successful. Which really helps because Chris Paul has uh, Chris Paul has is the primary point guard, and between him and uh, D Book, they both play off the ball. And then you still got DeAndre Eaton in that middle. And the key thing about this is they went and got depth. I know prior to this, I was really concerned about the depth with making this type of trade, but they went and got they was able to keep Cameron Payne. Um, they went and got uh, 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 who they get? I can't think of his name. Terrence Ross. I think he's a good bench guy. He, he could score lights out um, when he's on. They still have somehow they managed to get T.J. Warren from the Nets, although he doesn't get as many minutes anymore because he's so far down the depth chart with this particular game. But he could step in and score. They have Damian Lee. He He's losing some minutes time, but he could step in and score. So they have a lot of scoring. But I do agree with you guys. They got to improve on that defense. I think they will in time. It's just a matter of. Um, getting to know each other's game and just making everything, building that chemistry and making everything work. So I think in time, they'll, they'll be good. All right. I'm going to ask you guys a question that might seem a little silly, but I think you guys will understand what I'm trying to say here. And I did not put this in the thread. So just roll, roll with me here. But is Kevin Durant a better basketball player than LeBron James? Now, I know that seems crazy probably to most people. LeBron's obviously more accomplished, right? He's got the assists, the points, the champion. He's more accomplished than KD. I'm not arguing that. But I'm just saying, like, if you're in the gym and you're about to play some games and, and you're picking between those two guys, like, which one is a better basketball player? 
K-Walk, who you got? Oh, why'd you go to me first? <laughs> um, wow, Jay, I wish you would have put that. <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I've been a KD, I, I, I've been a KD fan, you know, uh, for for a minute. But the only thing that bothers me, KD doesn't stay healthy. But then again, neither does neither does, neither does LeBron. Um. When you wow, now, Jay, this is a, this now. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, when you look at it now, I, I like KD, man. I just like KD. I like everything that he's able to do. Um, I think he, if he really wanted to, he could be a LeBron James. But you, like you alluded to, he doesn't have to be, or Britt alluded to, he doesn't have to be that guy. You know, he just, you know, he just. You know, he does not that ball dominant guy. He doesn't need the ball all the time. He could bring it up if you need him to bring it up. He can play off the ball if you need him to play off the ball. He can go down low. He can stretch you out as well. Not saying LeBron can't. I just think that LeBron seems to it just seems to be more work for LeBron than it is for for KD. And KD has that that the silky smooth jumper, man. I'm I'm going to take KD, man. I I know what I know, guys, and and you know our 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 watchers going to be like, what are you talking about? K walk, but yeah, I like the question, Jay, and I like my answer, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So I'm going with KD here. All right. I ain't scared of you guys. I ain't scared of you guys. I'm not. I'm not mad at it at all, K walk. I, I totally understand because he makes the game look so yeah. easy. And I know LeBron's got more accomplishments. And look, LeBron's a great player. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. I have a feeling though that a lot of the guys in the NBA, their peers. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of their peers thought KD was better as well. I don't think there's any question that he's more skilled than LeBron, right. like a more right. skilled basketball player. But, Britt, what, what say you here? What do you think? Is KD a better mm-hmm. basketball player than LeBron James? Uh, what, 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 we talking about? Like how they play now over the course of the career. Just now, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just in, now? In, in general, <laughs> I, you know, just in general. Because you said durability. Um, take take the injuries off the table. Yeah, Let's yeah, just say if both guys are healthy <sighs> in their prime. Which one's better? This is this is hard, but I, I got yeah, honest. Good. I love me some KD guys. I love his game. I love how efficient he is. How I love how he makes things a little bit easier. <clears throat> I'm not even a big LeBron fan. I respect LeBron. I like his game, but I got to go with LeBron in this situation. Um, and I'll tell you okay. why. Not mad at it. First, I think he does more than KD, which is very, very important. Um, he, he does more. He's more of that team type of guy. He could play on the ball or off the ball. Um, well, we know he's way more athletic than LeBron. And he plays when LeBron, I'm sorry, he's way more athletic than KD. When LeBron wants to, and he has shown this, he plays better defense than KD. Um, he used to do crazy chase down blocks. But I think the biggest thing that most people forget about LeBron, and to me is one of the most valuable things, and I'm not talking about durability, IQ. LeBron's basketball IQ is is above and beyond everybody who has probably <laughs> almost has ever played this game, maybe outside of Michael Jordan. Like his basketball IQ is ridiculous. He understands the game. You can see him on the court. He tells people, I need you to slash right now. He steps up. He says it out loud. If he steps up, you go behind him. And that's you can see it play out. Everything he says, you see it play out right there on that court. I think that's, to me, one of the number one best things about a basketball player is their basketball IQ and the reads that they make on that court. And that sets everybody else up. And that's why during his – he was able to carry a team. Um, you could see that. 
it's his basketball. Now you could talk about the four quarter shots and all that other stuff, but that's the that's the best thing about him. KD yeah. doesn't have that. KD is talented. He's just his basketball IQ is not like LeBron's. You but then know, nobody says you make a good point. I mean, you make you make a good case for LeBron. I think for me, it's just a personal preference. I think I just prefer <laughs> KD. I, I really do. I just like his game better. So sometimes, like guys, a lot of LeBron, like just going in the lane and like kind of dipping his shoulder and overpowering people. Mm-hmm. I get it; you still get the two points for it, but it just doesn't feel as impressive to me as like hitting an eighteen-foot jumper. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take KD, but I get it. Like if somebody wants LeBron, go for it. But for me, I think I just prefer KD. But Britt, your point about high IQ, I, I thought that that's an excellent point as well. All right, let's go from high IQ to low IQ. Ja Morant has got himself. <laughs> so, I should I let me take that back. No, 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 no. We live. We live. I'll double down for you. Low IQ. I'll back. I'll, I'll, I'll double triple, down for you. I'll triple down with that. Ja Morant. <laughs> I, I don't know what he's doing, guys. I hopefully this last incident has kind of He's going to set him straight, but right now suspended for a couple of games. Looks like it's probably going to be more as he's being investigated by lots of different organizations, let's just say. Um, Britt, what are your thoughts on John Morant? What is going on with him? And, and do you feel like maybe this might be that thing that kind of gets him back on the right path? Look, I already said the, the Memphis Grizzlies is trying to be like the mafia of the NBA. I don't know what for. I don't know what reasons. Um, They still haven't won anything. They're a good team. They're always in the top um, as far as seeding, but they only could go but so far each and every year. But as far as John Morant, he has to grow up. Like, he's such a talented player. Like, he's so talented, it makes no sense. Athletic ability is out of this world. But mentally, you, you have to grow up. And this is not, like you said, this is not the only incident. There has been previous previous incidents in in the past within the last year which is ridiculous to me so I don't know if him becoming the star is getting to him I know I don't know if this has been a part of his past that we just don't really hear about but now it's starting to all come out now Uh, but recently they just said something about it was an incident in the mall with his mom his mom had a situation his mom had a situation with one of the employees at a store like Okay, if somebody gets you, just walk out the store. Don't give him your money. But he rolls up there with nine people. What are we trying to do? What, what are you going to do? What you yeah. going to do? Beat up the guy for what? <laughs> Beat up the person for, for what? Because they didn't want to give your mom a discount? <laughs> like, what the heck? Oh, this said it was supposed to be $25, not $29.99. Well, ma'am, this is $29. Like, come on. You're doing right. too much. So right. it's like it's time to grow up. Um, but maybe this is what he needs to get himself in order. Is this going to be the last situation? I, I don't know because we've seen it with his dad, even T. Morant. You know, T. Morant, I have all the respect for him, but we've seen him going, we see him go back and forth with fans and stuff like that all the time on the sideline at the game. You know, like this is a, a basketball game, you're going to have fans that's going to boo you, heckle you, whatever, ignore them and keep going on. You're the millionaire. What do you worry about them for? Don't worry yeah. about them. Just yeah. keep playing your game. So I just think he has a lot of growing to do. So Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Britt. I mean, and he's made it. Like, he's got hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. <laughs> I, I don't understand this 
wannabe tough guy whole person like why i i don't understand that and the truth is like real tough guys don't run around acting like they're tough you know what i mean so it just feels disingenuous it feels phony it feels fake but k walk what say you about this whole thing yeah, man, I want to be a tough guy, but you know what? <laughs> Just like I want to be, I want to be six three. You know, you gotta lower your land. I'm not six three. I'm not a tough guy. No, you know, I, I don't get it. You know, Brett, you made a, you made you you were joking, but you know, but the, the, the mafia. I don't know if you guys watch the show BMF, Black Mafia Family. That's just kind of like how he's he's doing, man. I don't know this day and age. These these young kids nowadays, these young these young adults right now. I don't even want to call them adults because what he did was so childish so immature so thuggish man who does mm -hmm. it what was going through your mind and you're doing this on, on instagram now i get it i get this at the day and age it's the social media but show a gun bro in a club after a loss like what are you celebrating like what are you what are you doing here man like i think that the the uh the memphis grizzlies and i you would think that you know with all of his success and all of his money that they would surround guys with him, uh, surround the guys, um, you know, around him, give guys around him that, you know, that can say, listen, he wants to go left or right. Listen, nah, bro, we got to go here. We got to go here. You want to you get your mom some shoes? You want your mom want to get some shoes? Okay, let's go here. Get it. If she has a problem with it, you know, does she then disagreement, like you said, Britt, don't pay, don't give him the money. Don't give him the money and walk away. Go to another store. It's just too much. Everyone, everyone, and and you could tell it's it's. I don't want to say this, but you could tell it has something to do with the parents. I'm sorry. See, mm -hmm. T, uh, T. Morant. You know, we see how he gets down. Obviously, we see how his mother gets down. Now you got to do. Got to be. Got to be wary of this, man. You got to be wary of this. And and John Morant's got it. He's just getting it from what he was taught, how he was brought up. And I don't think he sees this as you know as him being a superstar and whatever he does is going to be magnified. I just think he just wants to be John Morant. This is who John Morant is. And um, like you guys stated earlier, like I stated earlier, like some time back, guy runs me the wrong way. I just don't like the cut of his jib. <laughs> but then he started to win me over because it seemed like he started to grow up a little bit. Yeah, and obviously yeah. mm -hmm. he takes this huge step back, man. So hopefully – all that being said, hopefully this guy can get, you know, get the help that he needs, um, you know, get the surroundings that he needs and cut some of these guys out of his life that doesn't really need to be in his life because they're only going to tear you down, not lift you up. So uh, anybody that's going to weigh you down, man, just cut them off, man. But yeah, Ja, if you're listening, I'm probably not. But if you're listening, bro, man, just get the help that you need, man, uh, if you need help, because we all go through something, man. But listen, just be smarter. You're going to get, I know that, uh, you know, with age comes wisdom, man. And then I know that's ultimately going to happen. So I know you'll make better choices going forward for sure. Yeah, man, it's tough. I mean, I get it. And you're right. Like in today's day and age with cameras everywhere, social mm -hmm. media. That was his yeah, own camera. Yeah, his own <laughs> camera. Right? Makes, <laughs> it makes it even make worse. It worse. <laughs> you're young, you're rich. You feel like you got mm -hmm. the world at your fingertips. I get it. Guys are going to do stupid things. But at some point, like if you're if you're having a problem everywhere you go, maybe you're the problem. Right. You got to right. take a look in the mirror at that point. So, like you said, hopefully, I, I mean, we're all rooting for John. None of us want to see anything uh -huh. bad happen to this guy. So hopefully this is that thing that that kind of sets him straight and says, OK, I need to get it together before I lose everything that I work for. So. Hopefully, Jaw can get this thing turned around. But man, it's it's been an embarrassing few yeah, weeks man. for him, man. It, it can't yeah. get any worse. All right, guys. Before we get, go ahead, Britt. 
this made Uncle Shay Shay look good. It did. Right, it, right. it did. Yes. It really yes. did. Yes. It really did. Hey, hey, my grandmother used to say, if it smells like two-day-old chicken everywhere you go, then it's you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, before we get into our rant and ball, and let, let we got to talk about a little bit of college basketball tournament coming up next week. I think next Tuesday they do the, the play-in mm-hmm. games or whatever they call mm-hmm. them in the yeah. NCAA. Then it, the tournament's going to start next Thursday. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about the University of South Carolina women's basketball team. Just finished the season undefeated. Dawn Staley's got these ladies absolutely rolling. To me, they look like the clear best team in the country. I I don't really see anyone beating them unless they just play a really bad game. But, Brick, give me a prediction here. When it's all said and done, is South Carolina going to be the women's champ? I mean, like you just said, I don't see anybody beating them right now. I I think yes, Um, until somebody somehow, some way can prove me otherwise. I just think – Dawn Sully got these girls playing, playing hard. And she has done this time and time again. She's a fantastic coach. And to me, becoming one of the best coaches to ever coach in NCAA history on both men's and women's basketball. She's really starting to to get up there in the ranks. Um, Aliyah in Boston, you know, she's been killing it. She's been, I think, almost averaging a double-double this year, if I can recall. Yeah. Um, I love the girl Zaya Cooks, their, gu- yeah. their guard. Um, she's a great player, fantastic, could shoot the ball very well. Uh, I mean, she's not, I'm sorry, guys, my cat literally just jumped on his head. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I have a cat and a dog, guys. Uh, um, But, no, I I just, their defense, the way they play together, going back to their defense, they have some stout defense. Um, And I always say I think the women's game is much better than the uh, men's game because how skilled everybody on the court has to be because of the lack of athleticism. Unlike the men, these girls can play, and I don't see anybody beating them. Yeah, in a way, to me, it's almost more impressive what she's doing now because the women's game is so much more competitive now. Like, Mm -hmm. And not to take anything away from Gino and uh, Pat Summit when they were winning all their championships. But really, that it was like a one or two team yeah. women's basketball yeah. league, really. I mean, Connecticut, Tennessee, one of them was going to win the championship. Either they, they had all the talent, it wasn't spread out, so you just knew they were going to win every year. What, what Dawn Staley's doing right now in a much more competitive women's college basketball, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. But K Walk, what say you? Are are they going to cut down the nets again this year? Yeah, Jay, give them the scissors right now, man. Uh, for <laughs> sure, I, I just see, I can't see anyone beating them. I know that the uh, the the uh, the road is going to get tougher uh, for sure. This is when the real season starts, so they uh, they know that um, Dawn Staley, um, you know, is going to steal that in him, and they're going to be extra focused if that's even possible. So they they know what's at mm-hmm. stake. You know, thirty seven in a row is nothing to shake a stick at. Um, they're going for you're not only going for the title. You know, they, they 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 in the back of their minds. It's not in the forefront of their minds, but in the back of their minds, they want to go after that UConn title. Uh, now the UConn record, I think it's fifty one straight. So they definitely want to uh, you know, do that. But before, in order to do that, they have to win every single game going forward. And with that being said, I think they'll do that. And then ultimately they will cut down the nets. I just think these guys have everything that they need. All the players that Britt mentioned, 
obviously the great Dawn Staley. And with that combination, man, I just think I just don't see anyone beating them. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy run for them, but I just think that, you know, there's going to be some tough ones there, you know, down the road. But that's just going to show what type of uh, team that you are. You know, you can win. If can you win, you can win big, obviously. Can you win a close one? And I think they're going to they're going to face that, you know, um, you know, down the road. But I think they ultimately get it done for sure. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. There. It's a Philly thing, Don Staley. Show them. Show them. Go to do you, your to, thing. To, to you. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, doing, she's doing a great yeah, job. She, she, she comes yeah, to she's temple, right? Yeah, yeah she comes she to temple, to right? Yeah, yeah, she sure did. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Let's uh let's get into our rants. Every week, uh, we get one minute. Whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart, you got a chance to get it out. Could be positive, could be negative. Just if something's bothering you, it's your your chance to rant for one minute about any sports topic that you want. Okay, Walk, I think I'm going to start with you today, man. What you got right. for us this week? You're on the clock. You got one minute. All right, one of my rants, we just got to finish talking about John Morris. I'm going to leave that one alone. So since I got first, I'm, I'm going to use my second one here. And I, I'm going to go with positive. I'm going to go positive here, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, the Major League Baseball rule changes. I love this, guys, man. I love it. I got a chance to watch this. I've been hearing a lot about it. I finally got to sit down and watch a game, my Yankees, and I got, I've got. i been hearing a lot of nothing but uh, praise uh, with these rule changes, the pitch timer, you know, 15 seconds when uh, no one's on base, 20 seconds with uh, ba- uh, ba- uh, runners on base. The hitter gets only one timeout. Um, you know, the pitcher, you know, only can throw over twice. If he doesn't get the guy, it's considered a balk. They can everyone can advance. Um, the shift restrictions was my favorite. Oh my god, I could not stand the shift. So they, they got rid of that. So there has to be two guys on each side of the second base. So got rid of that. And uh, the bigger bases as well. We're going to see a lot of stolen bases with that. It went from 15 inches to 18 inches. So with that being said, shout out to the Major League Baseball uh, for getting these rule changes and starting to implement them because there was a pitch count that was implemented about seven years ago, but they didn't enforce it. So while watching this and seeing it uh, done, and my man, Wandy uh, Peralti, uh, uh, the other day, struck out a batter in 20 seconds. Exactly. That's unbelievable, man. So it's going to speed up the game. I mean, it's, the game is already slow to begin with, but to, to now speed it up a little bit more, it's going to make it uh, very interesting. So shout out to Major League Baseball for that. Yeah, man, I might actually start watching a couple games now because <laughs> I do think those rule changes are going to be for the better, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I uh, I agree with that because um, I like baseball just as much as you do, K-Walk, uh, believe it or not, but I just couldn't sit down and watch a whole game because yeah, it's, like, it's taking too long. But yeah. I will say one thing. Pitchers may get a little bit more exhausted than they were in years past. Yeah. Gotta get, get back on that mound and get ready to throw that pitch. So, yeah. <laughs> Might have to work out just a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit more. <laughs> hey, well, did you say they made the bases bigger? Yeah, they went from 15 inches to 18 inches. What was so. the thought behind that? What was I, the, I, that safety rules? They said that they feel yeah. like it was more safety because it was closer to the it was closer to the uh, the uh, the the uh, you know the second baseman or the first baseman, third baseman, or what have you. Uh, okay. Home home field. I mean, home plate stayed the same, but it's, but basically, it's for safety reasons. Okay. But we're going to see okay. a, a lot of stolen bases. This yeah, year. yeah. Because I mean, think about it. How close some of those calls are. Yeah. And yeah. now that the base is a little bit bigger, yeah, that's going to yeah. be interesting. That's going to be really interesting. All right. Brittany Monique, the floor is yours. What you got for us this week? Okay, well, kind of took mine. Uh, oh, really? My bad. It, yeah, it was it was about the oh. uh, pitch clock. No, I, um, okay. I don't know if I really have one. Uh, oh, 
let me let me think let me think let me think two seconds two seconds one two all right how about this um i don't know if i'm gonna say this right but i'm gonna throw it out there there's a lot of complaints not among necessarily the players not necessarily among the coaches but it tends to be among the gms and that's the tush is i say it's right tush push tush tush push <laughs> let me make sure i say this right so don't get thrown out of context <laughs> basically what that is is that was I guess Jalen you could Hurts. say the Eagles because the Eagles are highlighted behind it, although there are a few other teams that did attempt to do the same thing. Yeah. So Jalen basically Hurts it's Jack. a quarterback sneak, and his players will come back and push him, and he'll push with his strong legs as well to get that one yard. Um, and they want this to be banned. My, <laughs> I heard what you said. Well, <laughs> I just got what you said, by the way. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but no. Um, for what? Bandit for what? If I can recall, Tom Brady did this quite a few times and God wasn't even thinking about banning it. So why all of a sudden? Because only one team has done it successfully because they practice it throughout the entire offseason. That is a problem. Other teams over the course of the season have attempted to do it. Some were successful. Some were not successful. It's not my problem. Jalen Hurts, like you guys said, is... <laughs> can squat 600 pounds <laughs> say you know what I'm about to quit because it's about to go somewhere else <laughs> but you got to say my thing is this if you if you got a problem with it get a, a quarterback that can squat as strong as he is um, in the legs let me make sure I say it in the legs and get that offensive line up there and maybe your team can do it other than that stop complaining about it and let's keep moving on this is really a big deal right now yeah, I agree with that, Britt. I, I definitely agree with that. It's kind of like when the wild card or the wildcat came into play. You know, if people complain about it, they'd say get rid of it. No, it's a copycat league. Either you, you know, either you you implement it in your offense, like Brittany says, or just or stop it. If you can stop exactly. it, stop it. If not, then put, implement it in your game. I have absolutely zero problem with it. Um, you know, to be honest with you, and I know Britt loves the Jalen, the Tush push. I'm sorry, the Tush push a lot more than. <laughs> <laughs> than, I, than I do. It, I couldn't stand it watching it against my 49ers. It would bother the heck out of me, but we couldn't stop it, though. So I, I hate the yeah. fact that they call it a tush push, and I had to sit in here and say it. Well, everything we've been saying about Jalen. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but no, man. Tom Brady Tom Brady has been known to do something similar. It wasn't innovated by the Eagles at all. The Eagles did not innovate this yeah, at all. They just implemented it, and that was it. I, and I think what the Eagles have done, they've taken it and improved upon it. Yeah, like, exactly. because exactly. they, it's almost looks like a rugby scrum, like the yeah. way that they do it, how low their, their offensive linemen get. But I'm kind of on the other side of this one, guys. I don't okay. like it. I, I it's something about it that I just don't like. Um, and I, I'm not really sure why I don't like it. I just don't like it. And I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mind like, I don't mind the play, but I think when you get pushed from behind, when you get the running backs or you bring someone in motion to push your runner forward, there's something about that that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. So I do think the league, we're, we're hearing a lot about it. So I feel like maybe the league is going to do something mm -hmm. about it. I've heard some other players say it's a safety <laughs> issue as well because we got linemen diving at people's knees and ankles. So I I wouldn't be surprised if the league does something about it, but mm -hmm. I just don't like the pushing from behind. And, and In years past, that was never allowed in football. That's a fairly recent thing. And I yeah. feel like if they take that part out of it, then I'm, I'm okay with the traditional quarterback sneak. But I don't love what they're doing right now with it. 
But see, I don't. I, this is where I disagree with that because in other situations they do push the players. You yeah, know, to get, the, get the those thing. running backs across the mm-hmm. the goal line. They're able to push the players. You're just pushing your quarterback. Now it's not our my fault that our quarterback can squat 600 pounds and he's strong as a stop it, K-Walk. He's strong <laughs> as an ox <laughs> in his lower extremities. No, I'm just playing. Um, uh, like it's not my fault. Then why don't you go get? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. Stop that. We got you. We, got you. we know exactly what <laughs> but, you're saying. Uh, got but, you. Like, it's, go get that type of quarterback. Then it's it's not our problem. It's not anybody else's problem that that happens. Again, it. Why is it a problem all of a sudden now? Like I've been saying, Tom Brady has done it for years, and nobody has said one thing about it. Not one thing. Most coaches don't even have a problem with. It. And a bunch of players at doesn't have a problem with it at all. They're like, no, we should be able to do yeah. the same thing. Um, if it's an advantage, great. Why not? But problem is your defense can't stop it. And honestly, the defense can stop with most teams. It's just that right now with the Eagles and that offensive line, it's even harder. So yeah. Yeah, I have no problem with it, Brett. I'm, I'm in total agreement with you, believe it or not. Um, I, I like it. I don't see a problem with it. Um, you know, if you can't stop it, then, you know, then, you know, try to implement it in your game. Try to, you know, add it right. onto your game. It's a copycat league. We all, we can't help that, you know, you know, our quarterback is strong. Um, you know, we can't help that our receivers are fast. We can't help that our offensive line is stronger than your defensive line. I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, it's, that's not how it's supposed to work. But I, I totally agree with you, Brett. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. There's been a lot of conversation about mm-hmm. it, so it'll be interesting to see if they make Sean any Payton changes. Sean said he'll do it on every down. I like to see how that works, but good luck to you, Sean Payton. Hey, you could get yeah. five yards off it with the right, with the right team. With the if right if you execute line. it right, I mean, mm-hmm. you really can. So it'll yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that this year. Not, not, not five yards. Not with Russell Wilson. I oh, mean, no, no, you, no, no, you no. Can't. Not with that line. You're going to get, yeah, <laughs> get, get somebody hurt. <laughs> Um, all right, let me get into mine, guys. I, I usually am not someone who complains about NBA defense because I, I do think the offensive players have gotten so skilled that it's just difficult to, to play defense. But I, right now, man, I feel like guys aren't even trying. Like the All-Star game was an absolute joke. But even just watching actual regular games, mm-hmm. it, it's basically turned into spread the floor. I'm going to go one-on-one against somebody, and the defenders doesn't really look like he's trying that hard. So NBA defenses, look, I get it. There's 82 games. You're not, you don't, you're not up to play every single night. But can we at least just try to play a little bit of defense just to make it seem like an actual basketball mm-hmm. game? I know in the playoffs it'll probably ramp up and it'll be more competitive. But the NBA defenses have been absolutely embarrassing this year. So that, that's my two cents about that. I agree with you 185%. <laughs> We might have to raise that extra hundred <laughs> percent. It makes it ah. Uh, so I was watching the Sixers and Pacers game. What was that yesterday? The score was one forty-seven to one forty-four. Yeah. What that's, type that's of? Ridiculous. Where's the defense? Where is the defense? So it's not even a fact that they're more skilled, Jay. It's just nobody wants to give effort on the yeah. defense. Yeah, it's kind of it, it kind of falls into the, the, the load ma- load management, but you're on the court. You know what I mean? It, it falls <laughs> yeah, into basically. that. You know, and and Jay, you know, it's so funny you said that because we forego we forego um, our rant last week, but that was my rant for last week. Okay, had we had okay. one? Had we yep. have, so I'm even more in agreement with you. Yeah, man, there used to be a time when like playing 
defense, like you took pride in that, right? Yeah. Like it was like, I'm not mm-hmm. letting my guy score mm-hmm. on me. Like there was a time where it, that was like a points. pride thing. You weren't yeah. giving up. You didn't want anyone to score on you. And now God, they just don't care, man. They, yeah. They're like, okay, I'll get two on the other end. I'll come right back down and give it up. So yeah, man, they, got, they got to do something about that. Last question for me, guys. Who's the defensive player of the year? Bam out of bio. <laughs> he actually came up with a play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah out of that, that's a tough one. That's a tough I don't one. have a clue. That's the only. I, that's the only one I know. That's a play. Or maybe Jimmy Bully. He's leading the league in steals. So I'll give it to him. <laughs> All right, let's do who's balling, guys. Every week we want to shout out a team, a player, a coach, anyone you want that's just been doing a great job getting things done. Uh, I got two prepared, so I'm not going to go first. Hopefully you guys don't take both of mine. Britt, I'll start with you. Who you got this week? Who's balling? I'm going to keep this simple. I was I have been very, very impressed with this team for the last couple years. I just think they're on the rise. So I got to go with Donovan Mitchell, Spider. Um, he dropped 40 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, and a 118 victory, 118-114 victory the Cavs over the Celtics. Spider, you have been balling. Yeah, good call. Yeah, he's been playing great. He's been absolutely great. K-Walk, what say you? Yeah, you know, it's going to be a surprise. The New York fans are going to be looking like, is that K-Walk? Is that an imposter? But I'm going with the New York Knickerbockers here, man. The New York yeah. Knickerbockers have been playing some outstanding basketball. 9-1 in their last 10, won nine in a row. They got the Hornets tonight. So I'm going to put $2 on the city. They're going to beat the Hornets tonight and make it 10 in a row. Um, but, yeah, they have, been, they have been playing some really good ball. They beat the Celtics the other day in double overtime couple games before that they kind of blew them out um the last game that they lost was to brits uh, philadelphia 76ers sixers excuse me they beat my, my miami heat on the last uh a late uh three-pointer by uh julius randall um but they they you know with the new york knickerbockers man watch out for them they have been balling that that three by randall against the heat that was yeah. ridiculous and my wife called it too my wife called it too my wife called it she was like watch that go in that was, yeah, that, was, that, was that was ridiculous that was ridiculous man i gotta shout out my guy we talked about him earlier my phoenix sons kevin durant i know he's only been back for three games but he's just been absolutely phenomenal have never seen a guy make it look so easy. And the efficiency, I think he's shooting like 60-something percent from the floor in his three games back. So, KD, keep it rolling. Let's get this team to a championship. Kevin Durant, absolutely balling. He was on my list. We got to teach you what loyalty is. (laughs) But I'm very loyal. I've been loyal to Kevin Durant when he was on (laughs) – OKC, I was an OKC fan. Then he went to Golden State. That was my new team. Then okay, Brooklyn. so you're KD. So I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm following KD right now. All he's right, he's okay. my guy okay. right now. I'm following KD. But you did say right now. Keyword right, right now. That's right, right now. <laughs> I don't want to get too locked in. Dude. I don't want to get too locked in. Um, don't put your eggs all in one basket. That's right. That's like right. me and K-Walk. Keep those options <laughs> open, right? <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get out of here. K-Walk, before we do, tell the people where they can find you on social media and if there's anything you're looking forward to this week sports-wise. 
Yeah, uh, sports-wise, let's start there. I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, the conference uh, tournaments here this uh, this week. Uh, we got a bunch of them here, man. We've seen last couple days, last week, we've seen some uh, some crazy endings. Your Penn State Nittany Lions beating yeah, um, crazy. Who they beat? Illinois, I think it was uh, last second shot there. Um, so we're seeing a lot of March Madness starting early. And ladies and gentlemen, this year is going to be very interesting as far as the basketball season and March Madness goes, but. Stay in tune for that. But you can catch me at uh, Kevin.Walker142 on Instagram, uh, Twitter at KevinWalker142, and Facebook, Kevin Walker. Uh, you can catch me tomorrow night on Sports Talk with K Walker and East Scott or Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, and you catch us on Spotify. Follow my links. Um, I'm going to go on my, uh, my social media pages I just gave you. The link will be there to listen at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Wednesdays uh, for sure. All right. Good stuff, K Walker. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Hopefully, I can kind of engage into some college basketball now that these tournaments are starting up you're right man i don't know who the favorite is i don't know who to pick i don't know who's gonna win it's just gonna be fun to kind of sit back and watch Mm -hmm. um and you guys can find me at jason talk sports on instagram tiktok and twitter at jason talk sports so yeah man it it seemed like a couple weeks ago sports was kind of dying down a little bit and now we've got we've got all we can handle so it's definitely a fun time but Britt, what say you? Where can the people find you? And what are you looking forward to? Uh, like you guys said, Lucas, March Madness is getting ready to start up. I'm really intrigued on the men's side about this Alabama basketball team. I know their star on the player, Brandon, Brandon Miller, he Middle. has some off-the-court issues going on. But boy, can yeah. he play yeah. some basketball. He can play. He, can he play. is one talented young man. Um, and hopefully their off-the-court issues, they can figure that out because he, he – probably an NBA star. Yeah. Um, but March Madness, of course, NFL uh, offseason, I'm sorry, free agency is getting ready to start, so I always get excited about that. And I know for me and K-Walk, baseball is getting ready to come up. Woo! So yes, yes, <laughs> I'm excited yes. about that. I've watched a couple games, and I can sit through an entire game, guys. Yeah, entire yeah, one. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't need to walk away or nothing. That's <laughs> the first time in many, 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 I don't know if I've been live that long. But many years I've been able to do that. <laughs> um, but you guys can catch me um, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Brittany Monique, right there on my screen at Brittany Monique. No Y. I don't have a Y in my name. That's how you spell it. All right. Just making sure I, y'all get that straight. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, Britt. Good stuff. All right, guys, we thank you for listening to the Sideline Speaks. Again, if you're listening, hit that like button, hit that subscribe, share it with your friends, help us grow this channel. Also, check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And we'll be back here next week live at 7 p.m. So for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore. David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.